Jam and Tom Petty music all along. Uh, have we repeated anything yet? Nope. Yeah. He oh, had, yeah. had a lot yeah, of so many songs. A lot of popular songs. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. 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 It's tough for me to get started and just say a little, you know, mm. about my musical passions. But, gotcha. Uh, missed bitterly. Kicking myself for not seeing more shows, you know, blah, blah, blah. But I remember, I think I only saw him once and uh, an unfortunate ending. So, uh, the show did? Uh, the, the night. Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry to hear that. The evening. Please elaborate. I think I, think I remember that evening. She was, was Irish, is a, but it's a long story. <laughs> wow. Sounds like the beginning of a Tom Petty song. Uh, so uh, welcome to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Glad you're here. Quick shout out, if I might, uh, to the good folks of Modesto, Ceres, Livingston, Stockton, the Central Valley of California, who've been among the biggest fags since the beginning. I was among you, dining, traveling, perhaps sipping a bit of delicious Lodi wine. Shout out to the folks of Lodi as well. Um, I was just thinking about, you know, for since the beginning of the show, folks in the Central Valley have been just fabulous to us. And so, uh, hey. Uh, the other thing, uh, very quickly, uh, we'll get to this in a bit. We uh, we know you already have too many subscriptions, too many fees you're paying, your cable, your iTunes, your whatever. you got to add one more, though. The Scaramucci Post, which is the Mooch's new uh, venture. He's got a new news site. Oh, nobody actually knows what it is, but whatever the Mooch does, I'm in. He's we'll trying to more capitalize on his... Brief infamy. <laughs> yeah, short-lived fame. Uh, well, we'll see how that turns out. The sales pitch is pretty compelling. We have absolutely no idea what the Scaramucci post is, and neither do you. But we launched it today. We launched it with great fanfare. Hmm. So we'll have to see how the whole thing unfolds. Webs- That's a good pitch, Mooch. I can't wait. Website- how much? Doesn't matter. Website name without an idea of exactly what it's going to be. That's uh, that's happened a lot in the history of websites. Used to be you could get $100 million for that in 1998. That ended well. Facebook is going to deliver 3,000 Russian-linked ads to Congress. They did that yesterday. Obviously, it got obscured by the uh, the news of the day. I'm sorry. You know what? I came up with my punchline for the Scaramucci story. It's just a little too late. Can we pretend you, had, you didn't start into the next thing? Mm-hmm. You can find the Scaramucci post at ow.com. <laughs> and other news, Facebook, I already did that story. Um, and so, uh, but we're not the only country that has problems with this. So India's got a lot of new internet users. They're kind of new to the internet because... Oh, boy, they're they just, like your grandma and grandpa. They just got wired to it. Yeah, but we all eased into it, right? We were at the very beginning of it and then kind of... Imagine if it was just thrust upon you out of nowhere and everything that exists... That's out there, and 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 the hate and the weirdness and the and the phony and everything Steve like. Steve Jobs will donate a dollar every person who forwards this picture of a puppy. Uh no, no, he won't. They've got yeah, exactly. They've got three hundred and fifty-five new no million three hundred fifty-five million, which is more than the population of the United States. New internet users just recently. Wow. 
And false news stories have become part of an everyday life in India, many sparking violence and others exasperating the country's rising religious and caste tensions. Oh, my God. Been, and they have a big problem with yeah, that right now. There have been uh, uh, riots and killings and all kinds of violence over fake news. Dozens traveling around, and dozens and dozens of people being slaughtered over this stuff. Traveling around over a society where they're not used to the Internet and all the fake news that's going on. So Wow. Yeah, I'm, I'm just not sure humankind can handle the Internet. You, you think we'll adjust, but I'm not sure we will. Well, I'm not confident. <laughs> I mean, I'm about 55-45 on that, but... You know, how how crazy would that be that it wasn't nuclear war? It wasn't population growth or starvation. There's something to do with we just started to get too much information, too much input. The flow of information. We didn't yeah. figure out a way to control it without everybody being uh, convinced that their neighbor was out to kill them, even though they weren't. And we turned against each other. And then the zombie apocalypse. Obviously. Um. The elusive giant coconut cracking rat of the Solomon Islands has finally been discovered. They had believed for <laughs> centuries. Close that GoFundMe page. Wow! <laughs> they, <laughs> somebody beat me to it. They had believed for centuries that there was a giant coconut cracking rat, but uh, it was kind of like Sasquatch for the Solomon Islands. People had seen it, but nobody could verify it. Yeah, somebody got. But it's real. Somebody got video of it. I guess I haven't seen the video. And its power was that it could get a coconut. It's rats that have the ability to crack open a coconut. Can you read that lead again? The elusive giant coconut cracking rat of the Solomon Islands. That, you know, this is a bit of an obscure musical uh, witticism, but that sounds like the title of a Frank Zappa instrumental. <laughs> it does, actually. It really does. And then uh, finally. Let's take a moment, please, to contemplate a rat so big it can crack a coconut. Disturbing. With its teeth? You can't just toss that out there. You know, I can't think of coconuts. No, with, with its hammer and saw. <laughs> I can't think of coconuts without thinking of my honeymoon, and I'll just... Because my wife would be sitting there, because we, we're, we're in Mexico, we're in a tropical locale, we got a coconut tree with coconuts falling uh, around. My wife loves coconuts. And she'd be sitting there in her bikini trying to crack open a coconut on a rock. And I just, I think of that every time. Wow. I think of coconuts. Her and her bikini and sunglasses cracking open coconuts on a rock. And, and was so she, she successful? Oh, yeah. I've never crack actually tried to crack oh, really? a coconut. Interesting. So It's really good. Oh, I don't doubt that Fresh for a second. Coconut, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, that I know. I've always had uh, professionals crack it for me with a machete. Um, it was oddly hot. So hmm, I'm trying not to think in those terms. <laughs> so does that make it, you having watched that personally, does that make it more impressive or less impressive that there's a rat running around doing it? I think more impressive, yeah, because yeah. it's not that easy to do, even for a human. Uh, and then finally, if you're into reading, do you like the Dan Brown thrillers? I do. I've he, read a couple of them. I really like the... Great the, Beach Read. I really like the Da Vinci Code, and then like that next one, which was the previous one, less. And there was like Angels and Demons was another yeah. one that, yeah. Well, here's the quick review in the... Hey, Brownie, uh, you're doing a heck of a job. Quick review in the New York Times, just a couple of sentences. Of course, they look down on this kind of literature. Anyway. Right. It's fun. I like it. Yeah, what's wrong with fun? Attention, Tom Hanks. Dan Brown's new novel, Origin, is ready for you. That's the headline, and underneath it says, Dan Brown is back with another thriller so moronic you can feel your IQ points flaking away like dandruff. <laughs> oh, shut up. Uh, shut up, yeah, I agree. Well, shut up. Shut up. So it's not Proust or Proust or Harvey. Wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. I got one. Shut up, stupid. There you go. That's even better. <laughs> 
So what are we jamming? Some Tom Petty. Some more Tom Petty. Yeah, this is Woman in Love by Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. Okay. I don't, I don't know this song. Oh, you'll recognize it as oh, it well, progresses, yeah. The great Mike Campbell. The giant coconut-cracking rats of the Solomon Islands. Ah! going to plan your next trip. If you think you've been everywhere, you need to go check that out. Imagine if you ever came across a rat with thumbs. How freaky would that be if it had, like, human hands? (laughs) Think about it. Pretty darn. Pretty darn freaky. Uh, So what direction we want to go? Where did the homeless assault Lake City goes? Where did they go? Nobody knows, but somehow they managed to ship their homeless out, which is what a lot of cities want to do. Stay tuned for that, among other things, coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. But it's now this is a good song. You know, sometimes I don't know why, but this old town just seems so hopeless. Now, what year would this be? 70s? 1979. I'm really sure, but it seems um, I remember the good times. Just you want to hear something crazy? In focus. From the first moment I heard Tom Petty, I could do a dead-on Tom Petty imitation, and I used to make people laugh imitating this song, and I've regretted it since I was like 20 years old. You've regretted it? Yeah, making fun of him, because I love him. He's got a weird voice. Huh. Yeah, I know, that's weird. I'm tr- plagued by guilt. I've long thought myself an honorary Jew, because I walk around laden with guilt all the time. Yeah, if you're walking around feeling guilty that you imitated Tom Petty, that's that's getting pretty deep down on your guilt list. <laughs> it helps me forget about the big stuff, I guess. Uh, so, hey, how you doing? Did, did uh, he welcome. just a plain old run-of-the-mill heart attack? Yeah, they say a massive heart attack killed him right instantly. Wow. At least that's my understanding of it. Who knows? But um, A couple of stories from the international beat here, if you, if you care. Um. I don't know if you're following the situation in Spain where the Catalan region, Catalonia, voted for secession. That's that's the the, the Spanish state with um with what do you call it in it? A city whose name cannot be forgotten. The big one. Madrid. That's not the one. It's the other one. Barcelona. That's the one. Um, but Excellent it's, job, Sean. It's uh, way wait, to bring wait, the two big cities from. I'm glad it ended there because I was out of cities from Spain. I'm a little. <laughs> I'm a little distracted right now, but thank you. So, not only did they vote, millions of people showed up for the vote, but the federal government said, "You're not holding this vote." That sent the federal cops to stop it. The state cops were fighting the federal cops in some precincts, and the federal cops, when they could beat down the state cops, or when the state cops weren't quite as feisty as they were in other places, the federal cops would, like, beat down the voters and prevent them from voting. That's what's amazing to me, because in the United States, if some state decided to have a vote on seceding, there might be all kinds of speeches about it being illegal or stupid or whatever, but... 
The idea of the National Guard showing up and closing down the polling places and beating people in the streets. To stop them from having a referendum. Unthinkable. Right. In the United States of America. And it happened in Spain, which is, it's just, it's amazing to me. By the way, 90% of them voted to yes, secede. That is correct. Which I would want to secede too if you're part of a country where the federal government will show up and beat you for voting. Yeah. Uh, Turnout was low. Says the Washington Post, 42%, which well, is high in America. You know but... what turns down turnout? People beating you in the streets. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but I think this one's being underreported, partly because the other thing's happening in the world, and in particular the United States. But now, I'll grant you, Spain is your, your second tier of Euro countries. Well, you the, got the, Britain and the, Germany. The rain falls mainly on the plains, primarily. Right, which is why it's so dry in this various cities I can't think of. Um but this is an amazing and shocking story. One of our allies, one of the big countries in, in the European uh, Union is, uh, well, I don't know if they're splitting apart. That might be a little premature, but they've got some serious marital counseling to do. Oh, that's crazy I by know. modern real country standards. That that sounds like something that happens in one of those half fake African countries, right? Not Spain, not right. a, not a real European country with a real government and a real population and real modern media. And how do they think that's going to make them think? Oh, you're right. I want to be part of this country that beats people in the streets for the for for deciding to have a vote on something for a referendum. Yeah, the voting itself says the post marred by scenes of disorder and violence, widely broadcast images of police beating voters in Barcelona stoked alarm that something desperately wrong was happening in the heart of Europe. Uh, well, I'd say it it was. Um and the uh, the Catalan president, that regional president, is is reaching out to the other European countries saying, this is not a domestic issue. The need for mediation is evident. And the uh, head of Spain is saying, no, 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 no. It's just a little uh, in-house problem. We'll settle. We're, we're fine over here. Squashing it with under the foot of jack boots of Spanish leather. It's mm. a Bob Dylan joke. Wow. Wow. Equaling my Frank Zappa blast of 15 <laughs> minutes ago. For its obscurity. Narrow casting. But delightfulness. Uh, oh, what was I going to say? <clears throat> I don't say some uh, cities in Spain. Nah, never mind. Most of what I know about Spain comes from uh, Dos Coyote. Dos <laughs> <laughs> um, And uh, the Hemingway book. That's about all I know about Spain. Yeah. Oh, For Whom the Bell Tolls. Yeah. Fantastic. Um, they, uh, they've had a fair amount of fascism. In uh, various parts of Europe. So jack boots are a little more recent memory yeah. for them. than Still, that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's it's totally crazy. And speaking of crazy, it seemed like this for a long time, and now it's official. You remember that Malaysia Airlines Flight 370 took off from Kuala Lumpur that CNN obsessed over for weeks? To the point of absurdity? That was when they were about to die as a network before they decided to turn anti-Trump. That was that their previous gimmick. You remember, it, it took off, it took a right, it, and then it disappeared. 240 souls on board. Combined manpower of many, many governments, thousands of days of searching, $160 million in costs trying to find this thing. The official report is out. 
Its blunt conclusion, quote, the reasons for the loss of MH370 cannot be established with certainty until the aircraft is found, and that is unimaginable. Quote, it is almost inconceivable and certainly societally unacceptable in the modern aviation era with 10 million passengers boarding commercial aircraft every day for a large commercial aircraft to be missing and for the world not to know with certainty what became of the aircraft and those on board. But that appears to be what's happening. We have no idea what happened. We certainly can't be certain. We can't find it and never will. Yeah, that you didn't think that could happen in the modern world. At least I didn't, that a plane could disappear and you never find it. They found 661 areas of interest with sonar imagery of the seafloor. Then they narrowed down the 82 most promising and investigated them um, and found nothing. They found some debris uh, ashore in East Africa, um, but that's it. All they could do is extend their sympathies. We have no freaking idea what happened. That's just insane. But as the president pointed out, the flight was over the ocean. It's water, big water, the ocean, when he was talking about Puerto Rico. Do you find that mockable? Yes. You do? Yeah. I thought he sounded like somebody who was dialed back, somebody with a mental impairment. Hmm. I get what he was trying to communicate. Yeah, I think I but understood as usual, what he was trying to say. It was awful. But be like if I, you know, we're going to Mars. Look, hey, Mars is a long way away. All right. This is going to be hard. I mean, that's, I mean, you can mock that or it's a, uh, what is it? It's a stylistic way of making a point. Well, it was a, it's one of those things. Yeah, but, or do you think he looked at a map and just discovered it was an island? No, no, no. It's a, oh, false choice. He's trying to steer me wrong, folks. <laughs> no, I just, the whole surrounded by an ocean, water, big water. What are you trying to say? You're the effing POTUS. <laughs> Say the logistics of getting to an island with erect infrastructure and distributing the aid are mind-boggling. You have no idea how difficult it is to move that much material and then get it inland to these villages. We're busting our asses. We're doing our best. No, water, big water, the ocean. So I, yeah, I, we know what an island is. I missed this story somehow, and then the horrifying shooting happened, and so it got obscured. So the the whatever she was, politician down in Puerto Rico, goes on Mayor TV. Mayor of San Juan. Says, we're dying here, and you're not helping us, Mr. President, and it's your fault, more or less. And so he responds with, you need to help yourselves. Right. A couple days ago, you said things were fine, you lying bastard. More right. Now you just, the Democrats have told you to attack me, so you're attacking me, you phony biatch. And I learned about more it. More or less. <laughs> I learned about it from Saturday Night Live and then had to work backwards to learn more about it. But I thought this was interesting. So I'm watching one of your big news shows, Face the Nation, I think it was. But one of your big news shows, they had the reporter there in Puerto Rico uh, asking about the situation. And he said, well, they're both overstating it. Things aren't as bad as she said. And help is here, and quite a bit of it. But it could be more. So they didn't seem to think it was that big a deal on your real news shows. Right. But the, uh, you know, the uh, your, your late night comic, Saturday Night Live, whatever, ran with it is just, you know, clearly an example of us. Well, not only Trump being an idiot, which is, you know, just a constant, but um, and I don't think he's an idiot. It just frustrates me the way he communicates. Um, but Saturday Night Live turned it all about race. You want to yeah, play that uh, the second one? 
This isn't that complicated, man. It's hurricane relief. These people need help. You just did this for white people twice. Do the same thing. Go tell Melania to put on her flood heels, get some bottled water, some food, pack up some extra Atlanta Falcons Super Bowl t-shirts, and write them a check with our money, you cheap cracker. All about race. Twice. In one month, you've mishandled Puerto Rico, DACA, the NFL. It's like whenever anybody darker than your golf pants has a problem, you're thinking, how can I make this worse? Wow, that's nice. That's nice. It's something. It's, it, you know, I don't know. Maybe you think that. Maybe you believe that. I think that's a crazy way to look at it. Hell of a lot of black people in Houston uh, they seem to do a pretty good job of that. That escape your attention, my race-baiting friend? Trying to drive divisions between Americans instead of finding ways to heal and help? I don't think the Puerto Rico whatever response was lacking it was race-based at all. Um, I think it's logistic-based, or it's not a state of the United States-based, so we don't take it as seriously, but I don't think it was racial. You've got hundreds of trucks with supplies sitting there and they can't find drivers to drive them, and or the roads are wrecked. They can't reach the truck drivers of Puerto Rico because the phones don't work. They can't go to their houses because the roads are wrecked. So, you know, listen, could the federal government have done a better job? I would say let's answer yes reflexively because that'll always make them do a better job. I have no problem with that. And they usually do a poor job. So that's also a good reason for it to be reflexive. Right, yeah, well said. Um, But the idea that you would just go ahead and amuse people by making it clear that, you know, it's it's because he's a white man and he doesn't care about brown people in the absence of all evidence, to me, is just disgusting. I'm just, I don't know. I'm I'm over this. Hey, we got a, a text about Spain. Uh, Spain is not a normal Euro country. Twenty to forty percent unemployment. I'd forgotten I, if I remember correctly. Like people under thirty or something like that. It's like half the country's unemployed. Like just an astonishing. How can you even survive as a country number? Right. I'll have to look that up. Right. Uh, they Super also have unproductive sunshine sunshine socialism. They also have violent regionalism, socialism, fascism, but super hot women, according to Matt, who worked in Spain. So about a break even. <laughs> and I'm moving there. That's enough. And Doesn't take go. much. Uh, I'll just steer clear of the fascists. Yeah. People start arguing about sex and regions and stuff. I'll just check out. Adios. Exactly. Back away from that. I, uh, I got to go uh, call up my hot girlfriend. So good luck with that argument. What's coming up in your news, Marshall? Well, and not spur of the moment, chilling details about the Vegas shooters' carefully laid out plans. We've got Equifax execs grilled by Congress and get ready for Uber lounges. Stories coming up minutes from now, Armstrong and Kenny. This is a good song. They're all good songs. All these Tom Petty songs are good songs. He had one of your longer careers without a period of, like, you know, I mean, it was just steadily. How many different people that were 19 years old listened to Tom Petty songs? People that are 19 today and people that are almost 70 today, which is amazing. Producing new music, it's almost impossible to come up with anybody similar unless even Bruce. I don't know. I don't know. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show.
found the number I was looking for with the uh, violent unrest they've got in Spain. It's almost always young people when you have violent unrest because... Once you get older, you just, you know, you're still unhappy, but uh, you, you just get mad, shake your fist, and go to bed. Right. It takes young people to get out in the street. Their unemployment rate for, if you're under 25, is 39%. Whoa! Down Whoa. from 56% in 2013. Wow, whatever they're doing, it's working. That's pretty good. But yeah, you're going to have you're gonna have problems. That's crazy. So you got the uh, Catalan people, or Catalonians, or whatever they yep. call themselves, catalogers, they... Uh, <laughs> Cantaloupes. They uh, they want to be. Free. You got your restive Basque region, right? Yes. yes. Your Basque separatists. Yes. I've been reading about that for years. Do you remember when we were we were in the Bakersfield area and they told us they were going to take us out for Basque food? Mm-hmm. And I thought, you know, I'll try about anything food wise. Right. It's fun. It's interesting. Uh, with the exception of that trip to South Africa, oh, you remember that? Oh, yeah. we're gonna, oh. You're going to try some African foods. Oh. I'm, my God, some of the stuff was just so horrifying to look at. You couldn't choke it down. And what we did choke down gave us explosive intestinal problems. I mean, you were on the job for like a day and a half. I almost yacked when you said it. I know. Good Lord. Oh, that was awful. But well, anyway, they had so, eyeballs there. They had bulls oh, eyeballs. Oh, oh yeah. You, you, sick you, you could have munched down on an eyeball. <laughs> God's sake. Although they did have a cheetah standing on a table at the restaurant, which was cool. Really? An actual cheetah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. A live one? Yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. standing there. It, was, uh, it had a leash well, around it. Was it a buffet for you or him? <laughs> <laughs> well, right. They, well, that's the thing. You eat your fill, then they turn the thing loose, and the slowest guy loses. It's a theme restaurant. Yes. Uh, but uh, so oh. they take us, uh, they're going to take us uh, for some Basque food, and I'm thinking, wow, that's cool. Turns out the Basques eat like hamburgers and fries. I mean, <laughs> it was it was it was all it was all completely familiar, yummy American style. Oh, overeaten food. Loved it. Up oh, so up with the Basques. <laughs> May all your dreams come true. Let's uh, get the news now with Marsha Phillips. As he headed out to Puerto Rico this morning, President Trump was offering his opinion on the investigation into the 64-year-old who opened fire on thousands of music fans at that concert in Las Vegas. The sick man, a demented man, a lot of problems, I guess, and uh, we're looking into him very, very seriously, but... We're dealing with a very, very sick individual. Obviously, one who went to great lengths to prepare for his terror spree. Law enforcement officials telling the New York Times the shooter had more than two dozen firearms, including rifles designed to fire at long distances in his hotel room. Some of the rifles modified, giving them full auto fire capacity up to 800 rounds a minute. His vantage point from the 32nd floor of the Mandalay Hotel providing a perch guaranteeing his firing rounds would hit the intended targets. So he had no political or religious thoughts whatsoever. And I thought, and I heard that last night, as far as they can tell. Yeah. And I thought, so what, you know, what drove him in life? Everybody's got to have something. You got to have something you're into. You got to have something as an identity. And um, it made me think about the kind of random poll we did yesterday, these these shootings, what's causing these. And the top three answers that emerged were a lot of people think uh, think it's depressants, which we don't know if this guy was on depressants or not. Um, Like antidepressants? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry, antidepressants. And uh, but a lot of people thought God. And it's certainly possible with this guy because you have to have something that you live for. And for a lot of us, for for a lot of people, it's God. For a lot of people, it's family. For a lot of people, you know, it's stuff that is somewhat constructive that you're focusing your life right. on. He looks like a guy that all he cared about was stuff and gambling. 
And if stuff and gambling is your organizing principle of life, that is going to turn on you. That is going to leave you very empty and uh, and void of caring much about anything. A lot of truth there. I would urge all of you, before I open my yap with my opinion, to check out the podcast of our chat with Tim Sandifer, Tim Lawyer, earlier today. We talked about the Supreme Court session that's uh, just started, but we also talked about mass shootings and looking for answers and that sort of thing. And, and Tim, who lost his brother in the San Bernardino slaughter, uh, had some really eloquent thoughts on that. So I'd urge you to check that out. But I will, you know, I have no enthusiasm for this at all, as I've made clear today. I just, I've had enough. I'm just personally fed up with the whole thing. Um, it is entirely possible this guy is a psychopath, like his father was. Um, and he thought to himself... I wonder how many people I could kill. He probably had a superiority complex like a lot of psychopaths do. And it's possible he just decided to find out how many people he could kill. Sure. And that's the whole thing. And that's it. And if you look for meaning or answers or comfort in in searching this guy's truth out, you're not going to find it. Tim's advice, briefly, is uh, look at all the heroism and kindness and generosity that comes out of it. That's where your answers are. Right. Former Equifax CEO Richard Smith is appearing before Congress after his company's massive data breach, telling the congressman in part... We know now that this criminal attack was made possible because of a combination of human error and technological error. In that House hearing today, Smith called it a criminal act and he took full responsibility. Yeah! People have got to stop saying that. How has word yeah. not gotten, gotten to those of you who ever use that phrase that it is mocked or at the very least, people roll their eyes. Nobody hears, I take full responsibility and feels right. better about you. Do they? Uh, that needs to regain some sort of meaning, that phrase. You get immediately dragged down into a dungeon you're never seen again. Or you quit, or something. People uh, people take full responsibility and then stay in their job making their salaries. <laughs> right. well, what does that mean, then? Nothing. Well, in his case, you remember, he retired suddenly and uh, was awarded a uh, pretty decent uh, yeah, golden right. parachute yeah, on the way out the door. Yeah. That doesn't who freaking count. Who? Yeah. I'll retire today for that, please. Uber's planning to open lounges for its customers. They're going to be teaming up with Westfield to open them up in all 33 of the Westfield shopping centers across the country. The areas are going to be called Uber lounges. They'll be... I, saw, I saw an Uber thing in a store, and I thought, what is this? Yeah. Must have been a test run, or they opened it already. I thought, I don't know what that is. I didn't go in. It's There's be, a couple of guys in there to, at a at a desk, right. and I thought, what are you doing? It's a physical pickup and drop-off <laughs> What happens location. at your desk? <laughs> <laughs> there are locations that will offer seating as well as ride assistance for people who need rides. You come in. So it's they, just a place to chill while you're waiting for the car? Yeah, pretty okay. much. It was at a mall. I saw an, yeah. Uber, an Uber store. Yeah, that's what we're talking about. The Westfield Mall is all across the country. Anyway, they're setting okay. those up. Okay. Uh, What do I go in there and buy? What are you guys doing, man? (laughs) I didn't have the time to find out. Well, I see. I was thinking, are they? What need are they responding to? But they're not. They're trying to get you interested in using Uber and putting it in front of you in a physical location. How about I sit in the Starbucks and wait for my Uber or wherever I happen to be? Right. That's a wrap. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips here. I'm Strong and Getty Show, the voice of the West. Yes. What did? Yeah. What did that? uh, This is another great Tom Petty song. Michelangelo pulling out. All sorts of fabulous TP music, digging it. But uh, what that uh, Equifax guy get? Do we remember? Didn't he retire? He got millions of dollars. We'll look that up. So he took full responsibility. I'll take full responsibility for anything you want. The stock market crash, the Hindenburg disaster. 
When the, when the New England Patriots won all their games except the Super Bowl, I'll take full responsibility for that, too. <laughs> That's a good one. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. We know now that this criminal attack was made possible because of a combination of human error and technological error. Hmm. And furthermore, I thought he took full responsibility in that clip. No? Maybe Marshall just said that. And he takes... Sean, you're staring like you've seen a ghost. What the hell? <laughs> and he takes full responsibility, said the former CEO of Equifax. Old Dick Smith. All right, the tape has died. But that is what he said. According to Fortune magazine, as I prefer to pronounce it, the CEO of Equifax is retiring from the credit reporting bureau with a payday worth as much as not one, not five, not ten, not eighty-eight, but ninety million dollars. How how has this not been a bigger news story? That's uh, that's only sixty-three cents per customer whose data was stolen. People are so. I almost dropped an F-bomb. I wish you had! I so almost, close! I almost, like you did with the F-bomb she last week. Hit. Some of your favorite pronouns. <laughs> she! Her! Him! She! It! <laughs> <laughs> People are so effing stupid! The media is so effing stupid! They regularly report on people either... And he has been uh, lost his job when they just got reassigned to a different division with the same salary and pension and everything like that. But act like something has happened. Or, or, or this guy, he uh, he has resigned from his position and got what? Ninety some million dollars. Well, he's set to collect 72 million this year alone. And and so news people actually put in the story. He takes full responsibility and has stepped down from his position and don't mention that you managed to step down with $90 million, having kept it a secret from your customers that their information was stolen for months while you made sure the stock price stayed at a high enough price so you could get your $90 million. Right. Well, and, and that, it depends, uh, the amount, total amount will depend what the stock does in the future as his various stock uh, options vest, but... And figured out how to come up with that scam to where people would waive their rights to sue you. To, uh, to freeze their credit. I mean, all you did was work on how you get to avoid being sued and how you get to stay rich. And you get to walk away with $90 million. And for some reason, the moronic media reports it as he has been forced to step down. Oh, poor him. I tell you what. $90 million after doing that to everybody. Yeah. I take full responsibility. Oh, my God. How can you make those words come out of your mouth? Oh, I could for $90 million. Try me. Of course, if the media is stupid enough to report it as if you something bad has happened to you, then why not? You take full responsibility with your $90 million payout. Wow! Wow! Just like the Wells Fargo guys did. Yeah, they actually managed to claw back some of their money from their idiots and scumbags and thieves that they'd employed for years and years. And Equifax is talking about trying to, but... 
Tell you what, what was that that teacher uh, said to you back in the day? If you want to be a criminal, use a pen, not a gun. Oh, yeah. Let's hear our guest announcer for the day. And now, the only time a woman is featured on the show. Final thoughts with Armstrong and Getty. Wow, that hurts. You know, that's... uh, That hurts, baby. Drop the attitude. You might bring you on a little bit. Oh, oh, oh! (laughs) Drop the attitude. Here's your host for Final Thoughts, Joe Getty. I was going to salute her rapier-like brevity and wit. I'm surrounded by misogyny. Marshall Phillips, your final thought. All I can say is I take full responsibility. Yeah. Hello? Yeah. My Hello. Where's the money? Hello? Nobody, yeah. nobody no checks, no yeah, nothing? nothing. Your, your final thought, please. I love, pay, uh, love playing Tom Petty today, and we got to have George the Grill Machine Foreman versus Steven Seagal Steamer. <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh, positive Sean, what's your final thought? Uh, there's much I learned on today's show, but the one thing I am absolutely certain of is I would get creamed in a Name That Tune competition of Tom Petty songs against Joe Getty. He hears the first huh. half a note and say, oh yeah, that's from this album and that song. Oh man, that was impressive. I'd rather know accounting, because <laughs> then I could rip off some company. Jack, what's your final thought? So I read one reviewer who said this. Do you agree? Is are Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers the greatest American band? I mentioned him. He's absolutely in the conversation with the greatest modern American the, songwriter. No, it has to, this is talk radio. You have to say it's the greatest or not. I don't have to do anything. <laughs> or name I'll, somebody I'll greater. fight you like George Foreman <laughs> briefly with Who'll a lot be greater? of hard breathing. Survivor? <laughs> Creedence Clearwater? Was the guy from White Snake American? <laughs> Toto? No, yeah, it's... It, Paul, Toto? Toto's Toto. a good guess. Yes. Paul Simon or... Uh, <laughs> Or John Fogarty, really, to me, the only serious competition. Or Bruce Springsteen, maybe. Or Toto. Or Toto. Right. Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. So many people who think so little time. Thank you for being here. I'm serious. If your iPhone's battery is dying, go to the website. we got a link. A story will help you. See you tomorrow. God bless America. This is a historic act uh, of uh, devastating incompetence. I will not sugarcoat this. This is a disappointing day for us. Big mistake, but not too bad. The fun level in this room is at an 11 right now, and that brought it down. The ride is over! The time for the clowns and the acrobats and the dancing bears has passed. Get away from here. Get. Get. And we apologize for our stupidity, and we really hope you forgive us for what we've done. Thank you, and good night. Because the show's over. Bye-bye. In fairness to those listeners, we'll now take a few seconds before we begin side two. Thank you. Here's side two. Armstrong and Getty, the voice of the West.